Frank is so excited. Frank's so excited. And he just can't hide it. And why shouldn't he be? Because this week in Portland Wrestling, which is lapped from January, I think it was, I was watching before, to April, because I'm limited to what I can find on YouTube, you see. This is April the 10th, 1982, and he's excited because Ric Flair is in the building. The NWA champ is in the building. And, to quote a phrase, he's here all week. Not only that, not only is he gracing Portland Wrestling, the Northwest, with his presence, but their champ, Hack Sawyer, gets an opportunity to unseat Ric Flair in a best of two out of three falls match for the NWA title. Now, have a look at the NWA rundown of champions and see if Hack Sawyer's name is in there for 1982 or indeed any other day, any other year. It isn't. So you know the result, but just to have him here is really a big deal. And the other big deal is that Don Owen, who of course is the hound tooth check sport coat wearing announcer, is also the promoter. I'd forgotten that. And why did I not... The name was always ringing bells with me, and I thought, why do I... Because he's the promoter. So, he... um. He was asked by the advertisers, because, you know, they're really into the advertisers and Portland Wrestling. And, um, in fact, you've got Dr. Hawk doing some advertising this week. Not for Portland Wrestling, but they're on there. When you're in love with a beautiful advert. And um, the advertisers have said, what we'd like to do is to see Ric Flair on Portland TV. And that's unusual. Because Ric Flair, the NWA champion, doesn't usually appear on wrestling TV. Well, he certainly did later on because he was all over. Was it Southwestern, wasn't it? All over that. So maybe he had a change of heart. But anyway, it's a special event for them. They put the match right in the middle of the card. That rather overbalances things. However... I'm getting ahead of myself. And I've not even mentioned Frank's black suit. Three-piece suit. Black this week rather than chocolate brown. Chocolate brown, what a nice suit. And um, early on, Frank says that Hack Sawyer, their champion, of course, might get a chance at the world champ. We might not see it on TV. What do you mean? Don't, Don't tell us we might see it, then say we might not. Couldn't see such a tease, that Benema. That Frank Benema, such a tease, Dr. Frank. First of all, we've got Stan Stasiak, or Crusher Stasiak, versus Jimmy Athey. Now, the crowd are loving this, but I wasn't. There's a wrist lock from Athey, a punch from Stasiak. Athey doesn't move, because, of course, he's got Samoan heritage, and there's that kind of, don't punch him in the head. There was all that going on, wasn't there? I was never keen on that, but there you go. Uh, a punch to the kidneys from Stasiak. I mean, Afi doesn't really care about that either. He returns fire. And then just smacks Stasiak in the ear. Stasiak really sells well. It's a real surprise that he's been hitting the ear to him. And I'm not. I'm surprised as well, actually. Now, Fra- Frank mentions Andy Kaufman at this point. Because 
Things will be just heating up with that, wouldn't they? It's about that time, isn't it? And um, then Stasiak gets the nerve hold. It is worked because they, because Afi fights out of it and then gets put back into it. But I really dislike that nerve hold. You're basically just pinching someone. Oh, it pinches. All my traps are being pinched. Oh, it's so painful. It isn't though, is it? Anyway, Afi blocks the heart punch because Stasiak likes to use that and get some punches of his own. Now, Stasiak then chokes Afi, because I think he was getting a bit cheesed off, and failed to break it. Sandy Barr gets the DQ for Afi for the pin. Crowd seemed to love it. I thought it was a little bit early. I wanted to see a bit more of it. However, I want to see a lot more of this. Dr. D. David Schultz is coming. Yeah, and apparently they have... A sponsor message now. Sip of my tea there, you see. One sugar, very nice. Left the bag in, lovely. Not now, of course, it's mashed, as they call it. Or steeped or brewed, if you like. Very nice. Anyway, they've got a, an advertising message. It's, it's in Frank Bernamer's ear. And apparently it's someone telling him, oh, it's no one special. Don't tell us that. I mean, I mean, Frank tries to get it back by saying they, they mean no one regular because they've got two big regular advertisers who I won't mention on this podcast because, well, you know, it's free advertising, isn't it? Although they might not still be there. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he's saying in my ear, oh, no one's special. Blimey, don't tell us that. thought you liked your advertisers. What a couple anyway. Now, here's the Ric Flair versus Hack Sawyer match. Apparently the robe is worth $10,000. I like what Bernamer's doing here. Actually gives us an awful lot of other information which you usually don't get from Frank. Don Owen calls, tells us the sponsors have said, we can see this match, as I said, so please praise them. And here's Buddy Rose. Now, he says he should have this match. He asked for the match and he wasn't granted it. Well, that's because you're not the champion. You're not the champion in in Portland wrestling so really you shouldn't have the match should you mate it's simple things like that a logic like that you see all wrestling knowledge what it does say is that whoever wins this belt he will fight them on Tuesday and if he doesn't come out with the belt if he doesn't win and win the belt he will lead the Portland area for good right so I think we know what's going to happen there then, don't we? Um, Bernie gives us some really interesting information. They're both very similar. They both came up together in wrestling, Flair and Rose. Rose came to Portland, Flair went east, and they're in slightly different situations. They both, they both earn a lot of money. They both like to spend a lot of money. They're both, according to, to Frank... Peroxide blondes. <laughs> Very nice. And um, by the way, Flair said to Rose when he said he would leave the territory if he lost. Flair said, well, you better go home and start packing. That's great. Just great. And then Frank also explains that if you're the NWA champion, then you are the biggest wrestler, the best paid wrestler, and the wrestler who fights the most. It's great. Also, he told us that both wrestlers 
Flair and Hack Sawyer like to use the figure four leg lock as their finishing manoeuvre. So, apparently, Hack will know how to get out of it. Like Flair doesn't. Well, Hack will know, but Flair won't be bothered to have checked that. So if Hack puts it on him, he can't get out of it. I don't think that's how it works, Frank. Anyway, it was really good from Frank. And generally, it's not been that way with Frank. So I'm really pleased about that. They do match each other early on. And um, there's a, um, a, hip, a hip lock from... A hip, a hip, a hip lock from Mr. Sawyer. And Flair sort of sells the worry, which is great. Good psychology from Flair here. Not such good selling from Sawyer, who's a bit anonymous, really, uh, in this match. It's mainly Flair, and he sells the, hey, this kid's good, stuff early on. Like that. Now, they come nose to nose. Flair does his strut. Sawyer gets out of a headlock, punches Flair down. Flair sells it as, I mean, he's lying down on the... On the mat as if he's been KO'd for ages. That's really good. Love it. There's a nice flare precise suplex. The crowd is screaming at the kick out. Frank calls the atomic drop a sit-down backbreaker. Well, he calls it both. Sit-down backbreaker, also called the atomic drop. Sit-down backbreaker. Well, a cock six breaker maybe, but that doesn't, doesn't really trip off the tongue, does it? No. Now, they trade shots. Sawyer gets the better of it. Flair does his upside down in the corner spot, which always looks fantastic because it's at full speed, you know. And then Flair turns a small package into a fall. And that is your first fall. So Frank then moves to the interview position and does a bit of advertising shtick. Speedway's advertised and it looks like Sandy Barr, the ref, has something to do with it. He's involved in it in some way. So they're advertising that. Then we get back to the... Um, the match. There's a headlock from Sawyer, which has worked. A wrist lock battle. Don't often see that, do you? Wrist lock battle. Then Flair hits a judo chop. Judo chop, according to Mr. Benema, Dr. Benema. Then a shoulder breaker from Flair. Kick out. Frank's excited that the he kicked out of that. Crowd are screaming. And then Frank screams when Hack gets it. He does. I mean, his voice is so high. Only dogs can hear it. Dogs and me. Hack gets the pin. That's what makes him scream after rolling Flair up from a figure four attempt. So he grabs him, you know, and rolls him up from that way. And it's one all. Now, while they take their break, because they do, of course, Rose wants to be the best. He's sure he'll face the winner on Tuesday. He says, and I'm sure I heard him say this, that he gets about 250000 a year. Flair gets about 500000 a year. He'd rather earn 250000 I think you need to finish that thought, which is something like, I'd rather earn 250,000 and stay here in Portland where the wrestling's so good or be a better wrestler than you. Or not just, I'd rather earn 250,000. Any reason why? No, I just would. It doesn't really work, does it? Anyway, back in the ring, of course, we've still got the stuff about um, him leaving the territory if he loses or comes out without the belt on Tuesday. So we've got a big punch from Flair, a a very precise pile driver, lovely. He goes for the um, knee drop, gets it, goes again, 
Sawyer picks their leg up, gets the figure four, Flair gets to the ropes very quickly. Frank is so disappointed. And then Flair turns across body by rolling through into a pin. And that was lovely. Not the best match I've ever seen, unlike Frank, who says, I haven't taped this, I didn't get my video recorder in. I get my videotape in. If anybody's got a videotape of it, I'd be really pleased if I could have it. All right, mate, you're there, live. Memories, memories. You know, it's not the best match I've ever seen, unlike Dr. Frank, but it's a good one, I must say. And that's really your main event. But they've got time left over. So Flair is interviewed. Dono in the promoter, who said he's, he's agreed to Buddy Rose having his own referee. But then Buddy's ruined it for himself by saying, take all the wrestlers' names, or I think there are eight. So not all the wrestlers' names, but eight wrestlers. Put them in a hat, pick one out, and that'll be the referee. No, if you decide you want to have the referee, then you decide maybe three, and they should be all members of the army. Not just, I'll go with who's pulled out, because Kurt Hennig is pulled out, and that gives no advantage to Buddy Rose, who wanted that stipulation in the first place. Don Owen, which is great, actually, he's going along with this because, as he says later, I'll never get a chance like this again, because Buddy Rose might be out of his hair. If he had much, he doesn't. But, you know, he'd be out of the territory. I, I, I don't think I'll get a chance like this again. That's great, you know. Apparently, the um, the, Henning, the Hennigs, which is Larry and, uh, and Kurt, will go against the army later on. Ooh, I'm excited to see that. Oh, it's not on TV. Don't tell us and then tell us you can't see it. He's telling us we need to listen to the radio tomorrow morning. about. I don't want to do that. I'm watching a TV programme. I want to see wrestling. You, you Frank, you are such a tease. You really are. Now, uh, Flair is, he does his bit, of course, with one, one of the people of, uh, and, the, and, and, and the people and the women and everybody in Portland wrestling to see what a real world champ looks like. That's nice. And um, we've still got time. So we have a match which is uh, Dizzy Hogan versus King Parsons. We don't need this. We've already had the NWA world champ. He's still there. He's, been, he's here all week. Finish with that. Don't put Dizzy Hogan versus King Parsons on. There's, there's a Hogan slam to start with. Parsons drop kick. Hogan bails after two arm drags. And then Sandy Bar the ref and Parsons argue. We don't know what about. And apparently, according to Dr. Frank Bonema, it uh, it looks like a record crowd in here. To me. Maybe not. <laughs> he does go on to say that there are probably more people in here when Piper and Rhodes went at it. Anyway, there's a, a bear hog from Dizzy Hogan. And I think I hear the bell ring. I didn't hear it ring, did you? I don't think it did ring. I don't think it did. It's a time limit draw. And there you go. So, um, they, they had a bit of time, so they had to put an extra match on it. Well, oh, they've still got more time, have they? Oh, well, I don't know what they're going to do. They go, oh, they're putting another match on. 
They've only got about seven minutes. So, in fact, they're going to do an interview. So they've got about four minutes. Ah, Rocky Johnson will make short work of Chenley. Is that right? Drop kick, sunset flip, done. Why did you need that? It was about a minute. You could have had a longer interview with Ric Flair, who's back again, talking to us. So Flair is out. Rose comes out. Then the names are pulled out of the hat. Kurt Hennig's name comes out. That's all we've got time for. You just really badly sequenced it. You've got an NWA world title fight. Why have you decided to put that in the middle and then to have two small matches after it? We're already spent. We've already seen what Dr. Frank Bonema calls the best match he's ever seen. And now Dizzy Hogan. Blimey! I mean, you can't follow that kind of thing. Ric Flair, followed by Dizzy Hogan. What? Anyway, there was a big crowd. They were delighted with it. And so was I, actually. You don't often get to see Flair fighting at this at this period. Really good to see. I didn't think... I don't think Hack Sawyer is very charismatic, but he took it to Flair. And it was nice to hear Frank Bonema getting excited. He hasn't been this excited since he got his doctorate for stopping smoking. And there's Portland Wrestling. The 10th of April, 1982. And you are welcome to it. Because to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Woo! Ta-ta!